0: This should be played at high volume. You're listening. I'm not us. Awesome. to the
1: Grind Hours Podcast. You can either have the money and a hammer, or you can walk out of here. You can't have both. All right, uh, just a peek behind the curtain before we get into this. Uh, this is a redo of a podcast that was recorded on Tuesday night. It is now Thursday, just about noon Eastern time here on the East Coast. And um, if you hear a jingle bell in the background, it is, uh, of course, the new executive producer, Abby, the dog. Um, oh, hell yeah. And uh, Nick, so round two with this. Yes. Coming Again, to you live
0: from Middletown, New York, not from
1: uh, Cincinnati anymore. Thanks have changed. Gonna, I was going to say, where are you? Where Where in the world is Nicholas Paradis? Because you were in we... Cincinnati on Tuesday. Yes. I assumed you were going back to to Nashville, but you're you're actually in the
0: grade four or five you would have thought, yeah, i'm I'm home. Um, got to get ready for that ultimate Christmas Bacchanal tomorrow.
1: That's going to be fun. So, uh, that's going to be a lot of fun,
0: uh, yes, you are fun. you are cordially invited if you want to stop by.
1: oh, I will. Um, but getting to things at hand with this podcast mm-hmm. we started. On Tuesday talking about the Giants, uh, even though it's Thursday and the Jets play today, um mm-hmm. one second. I'm just gonna open the door. I'm gonna I might keep that in there. I might keep that in there. Open the door. What, for the Abby dog. coming in. Yeah, well, she was actually she wants to leave. so mm. um Getting into things here. Jets play today. We're not going to leave with the Jets. We will We will wait on them for a minute. I want to talk about the Giants because they actually won on Sunday. Questionable calls be damned. Um, I think that Washington fans should be more concerned about the Terry McLaurin. Thumbs up. That got whistled for um, him being off sides rather than the pass interference hug that yes. happened. I
0: mean, it's it's unbelievable out of the ref that, you know, the right. guy can, can check that he's, he's within the rules and you tell him he is and then you call a flag on him. I mean, the nerve of di- this guy. It's ridiculous, but... But we knew the NFL officiating was ridiculous. Yes.
1: This, this is, is not nothing... news to anyone. No, this is nothing new. But what I, I want to start with and ask you is how confident are you in this team to make the playoffs and are you sold on on daniel jones through 15 weeks of the season through 14 games well i'll tell you
0: this uh, the giants currently are at 88 percent odds to make the postseason I would say that I'm 88% confident in this team. (laughs) And I would say that I'm uh, 88% confident in Daniel Jones as the guy moving forward. Um, I think they've shown for let's, let's, let's look at it this way. They've shown a lot of good things this year. A lot of good things. Um, The offense has been consistent. The offense has consistently been able to not make mistakes Daniel Jones has been able to uh, get these guys around him better. That's kind of the unsung thing that uh, your boy Rothenberg was talking about the other day that not a lot yeah. of people seem to be talking about is that Daniel Jones, th- these guys are, he's thrown to Richie James and and Isaiah Hodgins and Darius Slayton and Daniel Bellinger and these no-name guys, and he's well, making Slayton, them better.
1: Slayton is the, the exception there. I actually... Well, yeah. As a non-Giant fan, and, you know, I watch a lot of Giant games, but as a non-Giant fan, I actually really like Darius Slayton, and I think he gets a lot of slack for no reason because I actually like him as a receiver. But He's a solid, like, three or four. I think he's a solid, well, yeah, he's a solid three on a playoff team, but on a really good Mm -hmm. team, like the Giants are, I think he could be a great number two, and he was for, for... a large portion of the season with, um, well, a large portion of the season being two weeks because Sterling Shepard went down in week two, but that mm-hmm. was the, he was, at the start of the season, the planned number two receiver alongside Sterling Shepard. So I think he could play that role very, very well. He's not a number one. I, right. will, I will say that. He's not a number one. But, you know, I, I don't know what a Daniel Jones contract looks like, but... If you put him on any other team, you put him on the Niners, you put him on the Jets, you put him on Minnesota, I think all three of those teams are better than they are right now with Daniel Jones. And you could say, well, how, I, you know, I think Daniel Jones is on par with a Kirk Cousins, on par with a Jimmy G. And I agree again, with that. I don't know what that contract looks like because both of those guys got paid massive bags but and so, I, there's still a portion of me that's like, I'm still not a hundred percent sold on Daniel Jones. And I wouldn't want to give that long-term big money contract to a guy that I'm not a hundred percent sold on.
0: I hope that I run into my connect again, down in Tennessee, when we're out, of the, when out of the Uber trip. So I can get a little insight to what's going on, but I'll tell you this um, in, in the, the advantage that the, the Giants are going to have in negotiations is that unlike with Jimmy G and Kirk Cousins, although I agree with you that Daniel Jones is comparable to those guys talent-wise, right. this is the only season he's shown that. That's the advantage that the Giants are going to have in any kind of negotiations. And that's why I think the contract won't get too high. There is a li- If he wants $30 million a year, I'm out.
1: Yeah, n- nice. But- nice knowing you pal thank you for everything you've done for this organization yes there's the door
0: but if we can get the number down to maybe twenty four, twenty five, that i'd i'd be fine with that for a two to three year contract for this guy i think this is the best situation for him i think dable has proven that he knows how to use daniel jones effectively that i he think knows he likes how to daniel get the...
1: jones i really yep. do from yep. everything that has come out, like the sideline videos mm-hmm. of Dable talking to Jones, excluding the week one uh, just blow up between the two right. in Tennessee, it really looks like Dable is like, this guy can play. Mm-hmm. This guy can play, and I can work with him. And in a weird way, and I'm not comparing in, a, in the literal sense, Josh Allen to Daniel Jones, but it looks like the very beginnings of Josh Allen's career where Josh Allen was starting to figure it out with Brian, with Brian Dable. And he kind of is Josh
0: Allen light in a way. He has that running ability. He has a big arm. He yeah,
1: just, he, I mean, he, he also likes to do stupid stuff like lower his shoulder and try to pull through people. He's not that guy. He right. needs to get down. He right, almost right. fumbled the football and changed the game on Sunday because he lowered his shoulder and tried to bowl through somebody daniel i do not
0: disagree i do not disagree but you're that not that se- guy pal you're yeah. not that guy
1: but that said if if um
0: if josh allen is like a and w root beer or mug root
1: beer then uh you know daniel jones is uh, like fago root beer well see i would say because i like i personally like a and w better than mug i would mm-hmm. say josh allen is a and w and daniel jones is mug there we go Both are good. One is superior. One is better. What a transition to my Jets who play tonight on Thursday Night Football. I got a Uh, question for you real quick. Go ahead. So the Jets are 7-7 and
0: right now, correct? Yes. If Daniel Jones is the quarterback for the Jets this
1: year, what's their record? They have 10 wins. 10 wins? They they win that Minnesota game. They win both of the Patriot games. They might even have 11 wins. But they win both of the Patriot games. They win the Minnesota game, I believe. And what's another toss-up? The Buffalo. Everyone wants to say we had a chance. They Buffalo was the better team. Um, you know what? Yeah, ten wins. I'm going to stick with those three games. Both. The I got to tell you, games... I've never
0: had more respect for you than I have right now. Why? Because that was the the correct answer.
1: All right. Incredible
0: well, job out of you.
1: Thank you, sir. (laughs) The talk of the town right now is it's holding with bated breath over whether Zach Wilson can play well enough Mm -hmm. to keep us in these games and, and for us to win these games by him not screwing it up. And I've been wanting to get on a mic all week to talk about this specific thing on Sunday against the lions. I really don't think Zach Wilson lost the Jets that game. He did everything you want the number over the number two overall pick in a draft to do. He went down the field twice, once for a go-ahead touchdown. And the other time he got his team in position for a field goal. Now, the people that let him down were the defense, who of course, and and just Classic jet fashion. The Mm -hmm. the ironclad defense has a hiccup and the at the worst opportune time to have a hiccup. Robert Sala for leaving a timeout and pulling a Todd Bowles, just leaving a timeout on the table. Mm -hmm. And Elijah Moore for not just going down and allowing the Jets to use a timeout. They had two timeouts. You don't need to make a play there. He ran backwards five yards. That made the field goal a tougher attempt for Greg Zerloin. Now, Zerloin pushed it all the way left. But you can call a timeout there with like seven seconds left, run the football, line it up for Zerloin, and call another timeout and kick the field goal and go home winners. So I really don't think Zach played all that bad. Now, he did have moments where he looked like typical Zach Wilson that we've seen through 21 games of his Jack career. But at the same time, he showed for the first time in my mind that he has the talent that it takes, that everyone talks about. Oh, the, the, the talent of Zach Wilson, the upside of Zach Wilson. It was a long time since I saw that. And I finally saw it again because, again, Nick, he went down the field in a two-minute drill twice and set his team up for success that's everything you want the number two overall pick to do in that situation and he actually did that and he's not getting credit for it because jet fans hate him and and last thing before i let you expand on this if you Mm -hmm. told me three weeks ago that i would be coming to the defense of zach wilson i would have had you checked into the mental institution there that i would have said there's no way i'm defending this guy Because he was that bad three weeks ago. I just, I think he learned a little bit. Now he still has a lot of learning to do, but he did what he was supposed to do and everyone else around him failed him.
0: Is it fair to say that this is the best
1: game he's played as a pro? Yes, I think. And again, it's 50-50 with him because there are plays, like the Elijah Moore play, where he extends the play and gets the first down. And the Garrett Wilson play, a couple of plays before that on a fourth down, there's, there's plays like that where like, wow, look at what this guy can do. And then there's moments where he missed a 15-yard post to Garrett Wilson, who is wide open, or a screen pass, or a simple slant to Elijah Moore over the middle. And there that that's moments where you're like, how how can you miss that? How can you do this backyard football? I'll throw it at the Mercedes. You just go uh, turn around and catch it. How how is there's things where he can do that stuff, but not hit the simple stuff? Right. Like it doesn't make any sense.
0: Right, right. That's that's what I always get hung up on watching Zach Wilson. And I I agree with you. I think this is his best game as a pro the concerning thing for me if i'm a jet fan is that i mean obviously the lions are not the same team they were at the start of the year the lions are a much better team than they originally looked but they're still not a world beater so if this no. is the best he can do and it's still not enough to beat a team like the lions it is concerning
1: no you're right because of the because of where this team is if this team was where the lions were fine you live with it and you go wow look at how great he played and it's a stepping right. stone and this might be the game at a turn that everything turns around but mm-hmm. that ship has sailed with zach because he. i mean this is the, the guy who's ready to go and lead us to a super bowl because that's the position that, that the rest of this team is in is it's super bowl caliber talent with an anchor that's dragging them down to mediocrity and I mean this this game tonight is the start of the playoffs for you. Absolutely, I this said that is, to you earlier in the week. Absolutely, yes. playoffs start now today, December twenty second is the first Jet playoff game. So this is this is really
0: this is not only the Jet season hangs in the balance tonight, in my opinion. This is Zach Wilson's career tonight. If he yes. if he is going to be the guy for the Jets or really for anywhere else, it has to start tonight.
1: Well, the interesting thing, too, is, and you are 1,000% correct, but the interesting thing is, and I've said this to you, and I have said this in a piece earlier in the week, Zach Wilson can play like Patrick Mahomes. He could throw for 500 yards and five touchdowns against the Jaguars. I'm still a lot like with Daniel Jones with the Giants. I'm even less um, sold on Zach Wilson. I don't know if I want to bring him back because of how good the surrounding talent on around him is. I, yeah. I don't want to work with a work with a building quarterback. I don't want to build up a guy. I want a guy that I can plug and play and know we're a shoe in for the playoffs and we're going to challenge for, for a super bowl. That's what I want as a jet fan. I don't want a project in Wilson anymore. I want I'm, the guy. I'm fully with you. I, I think no matter
0: what, Zach Wilson is not returning to the Jets next year. I don't know if other Jet fans or other uh, other, you know, sports talk people feel that way, but I'm of the opinion that Zach Wilson is gone next year no matter what. It's just a question of whether he's being traded somewhere to be a potential starter or whether he's traded somewhere to be a backup, in my opinion.
1: I, see, and I would love to be in lockstep with you. I would love to be in lockstep but I'm not because I know this organization. I know our owner and I know what we do. We don't mm-hmm. do the common sense thing. We, we go through back channels and, you know, drive 80 miles to go five.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like it doesn't, this organization doesn't do the smart thing. Maybe that's changing because there are going to be quarterbacks that are disgruntled or in bad situations that we could plug and play. Whether that's through free agency or through a trade, there are options out there. Whether they want to do that is a completely different story.
0: So we've discussed in weeks past some of the free agents that might be available. I think obviously a lot of the buzz is around Jimmy G because Robert Sawa obviously knows him, has that connection. He's played in the division before. right? Um, That's a consideration. Lamar Jackson is interesting to me. I the don't Lamar know what the thing, Jets' cap situation
1: I want, is. I don't know if they could afford him, but I do want be... to talk about Lamar, but okay. not now. But not now, gotcha. because the whole Lamar situation. I've been. I think I was the first person on this bus back in August where I said this is not going to go well. the The, the Ravens' season is going to be torpedoed because of this situation. I was hundred percent correct. I didn't foresee the injury, which thankfully he's coming back from this week, mm-hmm. but. It's not going to end well. This is a divorce that is going to be very, very messy. And I still don't think that he's playing for everyone is sold. Oh, well, the, the Ravens are just going to franchise tag him and he's going to play for the Ravens next year. I still don't think I think he's playing elsewhere. I don't know where that is in, in uh, September of 2023, but I think he's playing elsewhere next year.
0: But with, would you back up the Brinks truck for him if you're Joe Douglas?
1: Oh, absolutely. I, I would with any um anybody who's questioning their quarterback situation, I would call Lamar Jackson directly because he is his agent and say, what, what's it going to take? Because I want you here because you're that guy. But the interesting thing with, with Jimmy G and they brought this up on DPH and Rothenberg earlier in the week, who would you rather have Derek Carr or Jimmy G? And I lean towards Derek Carr because Jimmy G, no matter where he's been, he's always hurt. As good as he is and as much as he succeeds in the playoffs, you don't know if he's going to be around Mm -hmm. for the full 16 games, full 17 games in a season anymore. You don't know. Derek Carr, other than one injury that ended his season at an MVP level a couple of years back, I believe that was the 2017 season with the Raiders, he's going up every week. He might be good, he might be bad, but you know he's going to be there. And he got a team that was not that great last year in the Raiders to the playoffs. So I would aid on the side of Carr rather than Garoppolo. But uh, you know, there's a couple of uh, the whole. I want to talk about this at a later date. I, okay. I I want to table this because I could we could do a whole podcast on the Giants and Jets quarterback situation. Well, I got, I got one more for you. Okay.
0: Because we've discussed this guy possibly having rejuvenated his career recently and breathed some new life into it. Already been to the playoffs, already been kind of the game manager. Do you take a shot on Baker?
1: He's like option D. Okay. I would spin the tires on Baker. But he might even be option F. Like there's a a whole mess of other dudes that I would – call first but he's on the list is baker more intriguing
0: to you next year than mike white or is mike white more intriguing
1: wow that's tough i would probably say they're and i can't believe i'm saying this and there's going to be some of my jet brethren that are going to curse me out on twitter for this they're about even i think that's fair i don't know and i personally would of go with baker, of baker but
0: you know, I don't know. I don't know. I, I would go with Baker only because he's been to the playoffs already.
1: And maybe you can fix him. And he, like, I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I don't think he's leaving LA. I really don't. I think he's signing a a one-year deal as the backup for Stafford and getting a full year in the, in the McVay offense. I can see showing the world. I, I still got it. Right, I can see that. I can see Baker
0: having like a, a Geno Smith-like arc to his career where he's a backup for a few years and that ends up going somewhere in maybe like 2024 or 2025
1: and being a starter and killing it. I would like that because I'm a Baker fan. Mm-hmm. Let's take a really quick break. We'll come back with an old segment introducing a new segment. Yes. Greeny Teas for you back after this. All right, in the first part of this podcast, we went over our local teams, Nick, the Giants and the Jets. Well, you have a new local team because of the the Titans, but they're in free fall. So we're not going to talk about them for a while. Right. Well, maybe a little bit at the end of of this segment. But, Nick, we've... You know, it just occurred to me. Yes.
0: If the Jaguars lose tonight, but win their next two games... And the Titans stay in free fall. The Jaguars are going to the playoffs with a losing record. We could see two playoff teams this year with losing
1: records. That's that's chaos in a word. Yes. Nick, this would have led everywhere else in the country. It's not leading here because it's New York. Mm -hmm. Is it safe to say that the Patriots dynasty ended on the stupidest play forget NFL history in sports history on Sunday in Vegas well the Patriots dynasty ended the minute Tom Brady left town I don't think so I real because they there was a brief moment of hope with Mac Jones last year
0: That's a good point. Um, I'll I'll rephrase it. The Patriots dynasty as we knew it ended with Tom Brady. The Patriots hope of continuing without Tom Brady ended last week when Mac Jones uh, was sent on a journey to the center of the earth by Chandler Jones.
1: Yes. I need Um, that. I need the stiff arm of Chandler Jones to Mac Jones on a t-shirt. I'll buy a thousand of them because Inject that into my veins. Yes. This, this Patriots play, I will I will replay this like everyone replayed the butt fumble and laughed in my face when it happened. I'm replaying this for every Patriot fan I know and saying, you laughed at me for the butt now fumble? Now I laugh at you. Who's laughing now, bucko? This is the stupidest play in sports, and it happened – to the most disciplined coach
0: in sports history. Every single thing about it was shocking. Number one, how do you not call for the knee? Number two, how do you throw it? Just chuck it behind you, hoping somebody's back there. Number number three, I got news for you. I mean, they retired the butt fumble from the Sports Center. Not top ten. Yes, they might have to unretire it
1: because we have a new record challenger here. Well, well, let's let's wait until it breaks the butt fumble record because it will. Yes, and then challenge it. Then do a, a a mano a mano challenge of butt fumble versus Sin City f up. I don't even know what yeah. you want to call it. I'm a I'm a fan of lateral damage. Lateral damage is great. Lateral damage is phenomenal. Um, if it was the if it was reversed, if it happened to the Raiders and the Patriots benefited from it. the the Patriots fans would be tattooing the name of the game on their face right now. Yes. So another thing with this, I don't mind. It's one thing. I don't mind the play call because Ramondre Stevenson actually gained like 30 yards on a run. You know, it's a great point, but when you're about to get tackled, just go down. He was the reason why Jacoby Myers had the brain fart is because he lateraled it to Jacoby Myers. And Jacoby Myers is like, oh, the play's still alive. Let's make something happen. And chucks it to Mac Jones. So yeah. really the scapegoat should not be Jacoby. I mean, yes, it should be, but it could it should be co-scapegoats between Jacoby Myers and Ramondre Stevenson. Because if you're Ramondre Stevenson, just fall to the ground. Right. The game, the, the the that play is over. Play for overtime. You're the road team. If you were down by a point, or if you were the home team, the home team, no. Still, in that situation, play for overtime. As a wise man once said, just take the L. Just take the L. Just take <laughs> the L. Or in this case, just take the knee. Yeah. Do a Tebow. Do a CBS. Right. Take the knee. Take the knee. I, it it just It's... It will never not be flabbergasting with how just stupid. It, it is a prime case of stupidity. So what was what was the worst part?
0: The fact that it happened to a Bill Belichick team, or the fact that it happened no, that's the against part. or you you know what I mean. The, the the best part and the worst part in this case are synonymous. <laughs> what was the uh, what was the best part, that it happened to a Bill Belichick coach team or that it happened by the ultimate hack coach, Josh McDaniels' team?
1: I would say that the with McDaniel, because of all the craziness, of course, like, in a craziness Molotov cocktail, mm-hmm. of course, one of these times it's going to come up your way, right? That's yes. just the luck of the draw. So... You know, if I'm one of the Patriots, if I'm Bill Belichick, I'm running on the field, and I'm tackling Jacoby Myers. I'm taking the penalty. I'm getting myself ejected. I'm not allowing the play to continue. I am tackling him myself if I'm Bill Belichick.
0: Now, I have one final question for you on this subject. Did Josh McDaniel single-handedly buy himself another year with that win? probably (laughs) probably so that that's a beautiful thing we get to be treated to a whole nother year of of coaching
1: i get to bet against josh mcdaniel for another for another season it's it's fantastic and potentially
0: without Derek carr potentially without yeah i can't imagine he wants to go back to this mess
1: is devontae adams holding out next year is he like you know i thought this was gonna work but i'm out i'm done back to green bay back to anywhere just help <laughs> me release me i don't want to be in vegas anymore yes
0: i i know i know a certain uh new york franchise that would love to have a nice number one receiver
1: devontae well that would make two new york because good god if he was in a jet uniform i would i would lose my i would get although we already have a 17 mm-hmm. so that would be a little weird but I, I just know. I'm just I'm just having visions of um
0: da- uh Daniel Jones, Saquon and DeVonte Adams all together.
1: Well, while that pipe dream is is festering in your mind, yes. let me introduce a new segment on this show because Nick, we have talked at nauseating length about just horrible coaching and horrible coaching decisions on this podcast. I we think the have... only person that has talked more about horrible coaching in the NFL is one Michael Wilbon. I think that's the only person that that talks about th- the bad coaching as much as we do. Yes. So, because of what happened in Minnesota on Saturday night, we are introducing a new segment that does not have a name. Nick, your name is the Saturday McDaniel Award. Yep, the Saturday special, if you will. My... Nickname for the award is the biggest coaching F up of the week. And the first winner of that award of that prestigious honor is Jeff Saturday. Because what on earth are you doing in Minnesota? What's the halftime speech? All right, guys, just pack it up and go home. Let's go. (laughs) We've got this one in the bag. I
0: mean, it's embarrassing. It's absolutely embarrassing what happened to the Colts. First of all, Matt Ryan, shout out Matt Ryan, now the holder of not just the biggest Super Bowl collapse ever, but also the
1: biggest regular season collapse ever. And NFC Championship collapse ever. Yes. He's he's a good quarterback. He's not a great quarterback. I don't think he's going to Canton, but he's an MVP of the league. We have breaking news on
0: the show. He's just been benched. They're starting Nick Foles. The Colts. This, this, This just happened? uh it's dated five hours ago nick Foles will start instead of matt ryan this weekend for the colts oh my god
1: oh my god i mean i know Minshew is starting which submarine's one of my fantasy playoffs but nobody cares about that
0: how my my... team is finally winning now that i'm in the losers bracket oh wait i'm in the playoffs aren't i no, no, you're not. I'm in the losers bracket. You're in the loser's
1: bracket. Yeah, what a shame. I can't but I, I how bad Matt Ryan, retire. You had a great run. It's over, pal. Like I I really don't understand what the, the offensive and defensive adjustments were. They got bulldozed and it wasn't even close. And you knew when that game went to overtime, if Minnesota got the ball. Game over. Game over. So, I just, Mm -hmm. there's nothing to say. Because it's as indefensible and as deplorable as what happened in Vegas.
0: I mean, just it's fitting that we give the initial award to Jeff Saturday and name it after him. I mean, after that Raiders win against the ultimate hack coach, Josh McDaniels, they've lost four straight, most in embarrassing fashion. It's it's become absolutely ugly out there in Indianapolis. They've now benched the quarterback. Um you could see, every game, you could see his game-managing mistakes and his game-managing errors. This, this well, that's guy was way he's over he's a head, head
1: coach. And screw Jim Irsay for the workaround. Well, he's, the, he's not our actual head coach. He's an interim head coach. So you don't have to, to interview anybody because of the Rooney rule. That's ridiculous. And the cult should be fined and lose a draft pick for it. Yes. But. Did you, did
0: you want to, I've got a a couple statistics for you uh, to bring back an old play by play favorite stat of the day. Yes. What's up? Um, By the way, I also want to say this game, this award is retroactively given to Jeff Saturday for last week when he didn't call any of his three timeouts in the waiting moments against the Steelers. That's, that's, it's. Um, but. Do you know the record prior to uh prior to that Colts Vikings game of teams that had a 30 point lead in the third quarter? No, I don't. It was one thousand five hundred and forty eight and one. Who was the one? That was when the uh the Houston Oilers blew that lead to the Bills in the playoffs.
1: Oh, okay. The buddy that was Ryan. the only other time. The buddy Ryan led Oilers, right? He was the head yes. coach then.
0: Yes. When wow. was the only other time? 1, 1,548
1: one? and one. Oh my god. Like what? That that is so that should have fired him on the spot. But Jim Mercy's probably like, yes, better draft pick. Yay. Yeah. I like I uh. well, I mean, I think he
0: is being fired. Um Yes, the he's going back is, to
1: get up in
0: yes. four weeks. the The good news is that this has taught everybody a lesson about the uh, the whole idea of hiring novice former players to be your coach. It will never happen again.
1: I think it will. No, let's let, let's not go that way. We we're still talking about the NFL here. They still do okay, ridiculously stupid stuff.
0: They always all the do time. the
1: wrong thing. But with Jeff Saturday, I really hope you didn't throw away your ESPN ID. Because you're going to be going back to Bristol in four weeks, pal. Yes. Really, dust it off, keep it, keep it primed. Make sure it still works. I'm sure it still works, but uh, it probably doesn't work because they, 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 you know, they deactivate your stuff the day that you're leaving. Mm. And shout out Jake Montgomery. Nice. Um, uh, just it's so just inept. So congratulations uh Jeff Saturday on winning the, the, the first coaching F-up of the week and being the first depression in the impressions for the 2022-23 Wrapping Up Series. I have a proposal for the, the name of this award. Go ahead. The How Award. That, that's a great one. That's a great one. Really quickly, let's get to the Jags. And they actually impressed us Last week against the Cowboys.
0: Because mm-hmm.
1: <clears throat> Trevor Lawrence. Yet again. Looks like. Kind of what he looked like. At Clemson. And showing us yet again. That it wasn't him last year. That it was. Not. Uh, Josh McDaniels is not the ultimate hack head coach of all time. Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer in that conversation. Because. Hey, urban meyer might be number one he he very well might be I, it's, he's just that bad and lawrence is that good he might lawrence right now might be the best quarterback in jaguar history that's how good he is
0: i can't even think of another one that was even decent david
1: Garrard, i guess i mean burnell in the in the late 90s but that's about Burnell's it okay. that's the yeah. conversation
0: Right. Blake Bortles isn't challenging for the award. No. I got news for you. Jacksonville's winning this division like I alluded to earlier. Tennessee's in free fall right now.
1: Their defense is kind of frisky. Their offense, I mean, they've got Zay Jones, who's actually uh, questionable to play today against Mm -hmm. the Jets, but he's looking like Jerry Rice in the second half of that game. I really like Trayvon
0: Walker, the rookie, has been a home
1: run. You know? Um, Christian Kirk is, I mean, he's not worth the money, but he's still good. Um, like they're they got guys, and they're getting Evan Ingram out there to work. Evan Ingram, sir, drops a lot, is not dropping any more balls. You know, he's actually catching them. And he's catching touchdowns. Oh, yeah. So and Doug Peterson, thank you for validating that you're actually a good head coach. And it wasn't just a fluke that you let. Nick Foles leads you to an incredible run. Thank you. (sighs) All right. If only the Colts had hired this guy. Yeah, right. Maybe (laughs) they'd actually be winning the division. And maybe Matt Ryan wouldn't have blown a 33 point lead at halftime.
0: God. 1,584 and one.
1: Now, too. Nick, we could have done a better job. Last thing, really quickly, before we take a break, because we're running up against the clock. Do NFL head coaches really need to spend 18 hours in the facility? Do they really need to not see their families? Are they that, like, is it that strenuous that you put out that performance on a Saturday or a Sunday?
0: Listen, if, if, if Jeff Saturday slash Josh McDaniels slash the like, if they, um, if, if the next coach that the next coach that comes out and says i spent 18 hours in the film room and then they come out with that performance just divorce your wife man or you obviously lying. can't handle them both
1: you're watching you're watching the mandalorian or something like you're not actually watching film you're right. doing something else you're playing call of duty with kyler murray <laughs> relax oh shout out cliff We're taking a quick break. We'll come back with, with some overreactions back after this. Feed Hudson Valley is a regional food rescue and harvesting network in the Hudson Valley operating through Dutchess, Orange, Ulster, Columbia, Greene, Putnam and Sullivan counties. It links donors of prepared but unserved food and fresh produce with nonprofits and food assistant programs through an app assisted network of food donors, volunteers, and feeding agencies. Feed Hudson Valley facilitates the harvesting, processing, and distribution of locally grown or produced agricultural products, self stable food donations, and prepared nutritious foods. The app used is called ChowMatch and it is easy for volunteers to download and use. Among the donors are restaurants, farms, food makers, stores, hospitals, and universities. The food assistant programs include food pantries, soup kitchens, and shelters. Volunteers are matched through the Chow Match app when a donation is available. They can indicate that they are available to make a run and then pick it up for a donor and deliver it to the agency. The Feed Hudson Valley Network currently includes over 300 volunteers, 130 donors, and 95 receiving agencies. Last year, on average, Feed Hudson Valley rescued and redirected over 12,000 pounds of food each month. Feed Hudson Valley could use more donors and volunteers. To learn more and sign up, visit feedhv.org. Again, that's feedhv.org. One more time spelled out F E E D H V.org. Now back to the podcast. All right, we'll end up like we always do with the overreaction, and I still need to find a uh, like the the NFL game day. This next segment is for entertainment purposes only. My overreaction for Week 15 is: Nick, are mm. we sure that Gardner Minshew is let? Are we sure that Gardner Minshew is any less talented and any less prepared than Jalen Hurts in this Philadelphia Eagles offense? Like, are we sure they're going to take that much of a dip with Gardner I'm not, Minshew? I'm not. I, really I like think Gardner Minshew.
0: I, the jockstrap king. I think Gardner yes. Minshew is... I think Gardner Minshew is the best backup quarterback in the league. I think there's at least least you know seven or eight teams that he would be starting for right now he's done a lot
1: more with a lot less yeah this is the best offense that he is walking into that dallas team is kind of in a little bit of a free fall even though they won against houston but they almost lost they were they had to come back and drive down the field to beat houston they lose in overtime to jacksonville yes, this Eagle team doesn't really need this game, but they could lock up the NFC East with this with this win. Are we really sure that Gardner Minshew is that much worse than Jalen Hurts? And a lot of people, especially in Philly, are going to come at me, what are you talking about? Jalen Hurts is probably going to be the MVP. I get it. But what was the narrative around Jalen Hurts going into this season? They just wanted to see if he could play. Because they were unsure, because the last time be- that we saw Jalen Hurts, before this MVP run of a season, he got embarrassed in Tampa Bay in the playoffs. He looked like he couldn't play quarterback in the NFL. So he's flipped the script on everyone. And just because he's the MVP front runner, doesn't mean that the chatter that was happening before the season didn't happen there were people in, in Philly saying Gardner Minshew should start over Jalen Hurts before the year. So it's, I don't think it's really that big of a, uh, a fall from Jalen Hurts to Gardner Minshew. Mm-hmm. What say you? You like? I, I think this is the most spicy hot take I've had all year.
0: I think it is. I, I, I like it. I I'm a big Gardner guy. Um, I think that he's, I think the Eagles are are in good hands. And I'll remind everybody, the Eagles have been in this position before. Oh, yeah. The Eagles had an MVP favorite quarterback go down of an injury and turn to the backup. And guess what? They won the Super Bowl. And I'll tell you what else. It's an eerily similar season to that, is it not? A team getting into the playoffs of a losing record. The Vikings being the toughest competition for the Eagles in <laughs> the NFC. I mean, it's eerily similar. So I well, think I I don't think they're the toughest competition. San Francisco is San Francisco's a good one. That's a good one they're
1: point. a beast out west.
0: Um, so I, I love it. I think that the, the I think the take is brilliant. And and it's we're gonna see tonight just what he can do. I think Gardner is gonna light it up tonight. I really do. Well, I he's think, not playing
1: tonight. He's not Jalen Hurts is playing. Well, Jalen Hurts. You know what I mean. On, this weekend they're playing on Saturday. You know say, what I mean. I was going to say he's he's not playing for Jacksonville anymore,
0: right? You know what I, you know what I mean. I think I think uh, Jalen Hurts is going uh, to. I can't even speak now. I think Gardner Minshew is going to light it up in place of Jalen Hurts, and obviously Jalen's going to come back and start again. He's right. the unquestioned leader of the team, but I think they're I think they're real safe. I think the uh, I think sixteen and one is still in play for the Eagles. And they're in good hands. They know if if Jalen Hurts needs to miss time, then Gardner Minshew is going to be able to step in and do it. I love the takeout of you. Hopefully, you'll love mine just as much.
1: Go ahead. So,
0: going back to the Vikings, I think with uh, I think with the Jalen Hurts injury, him being the MVP front runner, I think this seals the deal. Justin Jefferson's winning the MVP.
1: I like it. I do. But if Cooper Cup and what he did last year didn't win the MVP, what Justin Jefferson is doing, and I love Justin Jefferson. I'm not going to Mm -hmm. say a bad word about the man. He is the reason why I'm in the fantasy playoffs in one of my fantasy leagues. I adore the guy. He is the best receiver in football right now. But if Cooper Cup winning the triple crown and receiving couldn't do it. Then nothing like this is just the, the MVP is the quarterback award. It's who's the best quarterback. I'll give you Jefferson will probably win the offensive player of the, of the year award, but that's the the closest any non quarterback is going to get to winning the MVP. I'll give you two. I'll give
0: you two pushbacks. And admittedly, I'm not even sold on either of them. Part of this is just me hoping and praying right. that i'm i'm right but one thing i think we would both agree matthew stafford is a much better quarterback than kirk cousins yes justin jefferson is doing this with a, a worse quarterback and also a first year head coach i think that's important to mention as well right and the other pushback i'll give is that there's and i and i don't know how much of how much this pressure would get to the voters but there is a bit of pressure from the media that this has become a quarterback award. They don't this care. Is, they I don't know care. they don't care, but there might, I, I think there could be some of that pushing there. could. I could see a push campaign for this guy to get the award. I really could.
1: I would say, uh, I would say Saquon over uh, just because of what Saquon did earlier in the year and nailing up that win against Washington. And if he has a couple of good games down the stretch here against three defenses or two defenses in in Indianapolis and Minnesota that are privy to giving up big-time yards against running backs, both in Mm -hmm. the passing game and the running game, I could see Saquon getting more votes than, than Justin Jefferson.
0: I just feel like none of the quarterbacks really stick out to me. Mahomes. You know what I mean? Jalen Hurts is hurt. Mahomes, yeah, um, Mahomes is going to be the probably the winner at this point. Um, but like Joe Burrow, he's he's good, but his numbers are down from last year a little bit.
1: Josh, Josh Allen, Allen, no,
0: has ha- he's had struggles. Tua, the Dolphins are—we don't know what they are now. They seem to have collapsed and are, are struggling the second half of the season. You know the only other the only other one that I'm look I'm looking through like the uh, the betting leaderboard. The only other one who's high up there is another interesting non-quarterback. It's Nick Bosa, but no. I don't I don't see that happening. If if T.J. Watt with the sack record couldn't do it, then Nick right.
1: Bosa won't. Right. So it's just. But I, this... I
0: I truly believe that Justin Jefferson could. I think he'll finish at minimum third.
1: I I really wish that. I, I agree with you. I wish that it was, you know, all players were eligible. For, I mean, they are, but not really. Mm-hmm. But I wish every, everybody had an equal chance for this because it would give the opportunity to a, to, a re, to a receiver or a running back or a defensive back or even a pass rusher to say, you know, I'm an MVP. Because that hasn't happened in a long, long, long time. So yes, it's just... I mean, if Aaron Donald couldn't do it for a couple of seasons he had with the Rams, nobody can do it. If T.J. Watt didn't do it last year, nobody could do it. If if Cooper Cup last year d- didn't do it, nobody can. So it's just tough for me because, in theory, I'm with you. But in execution, it's not going to happen.
0: You know what, kids? If you lose hope, what do you have?
1: <laughs> Nick, I think that's a good place to end. Tell the people what you got going on, where they can find you all that good stuff.
0: Uh you can find me on all social medias at Nick Parodies. You can follow the band at the underscore bad underscore ideas on Instagram. The uh the bad ideas on Spotify and Apple Music and all of that good stuff. The EP is out now. It's really doing well. I'm very thankful for that. Very thankful for you guys and all your support. Um the children's programming Ultimate Christmas Bacchanal All will be recorded tomorrow. Yes. Um in the Middletown Studios. So we will be doing that. We're going to be having our little uh, Christmas special episode. Uh, supposedly, allegedly, a big moment may be happening in the history of the show. So stay tuned for that. I can give no further details, but there and may be a there may be a historic moment in the show
1: coming tomorrow. I'm excited. I will. I will not. I will be on a zoo. I don't know how you want me to to, to call in, but I will be. A member of the panel.
0: Yes, we will find a way.
1: I I'm saddened that I can't be there in person, but I have to work tomorrow night. So Mm -hmm. we'll make it work. Well, we're going at twelve o'clock. So if you want to come, even for just a little while,
0: you totally there's no way.
1: I'm I'm on the island. There's no way I could go. I would have to leave tonight, go record, and then like immediately like bullet train back down to the city. Gotcha, gotcha. So. Again, I I will get into to the Middletown Studios at some point. Yes, but not uh, not for the Bacchanal. Gotcha. All right. Well, we'll have you uh,
0: we'll have you on in some form. Um, John and Bryce will also be appearing, and can't wait for you all to see it. I'm hoping to have it. It's going to be a Herculean task, but I'm hoping to have it fully edited and ready to go on Christmas
1: Eve morning. So. That will be a Herculean task, because I know what it's like editing one of the, one of uh, a big podcast. Yes. Nick, I will talk to you tomorrow. Be well until then. And uh, yeah, that's a, I, I don't even know how to end the podcast, because I'm going to be talking to you tomorrow. There we go. Peace, brother. Adios. On this side of the coin, that's the fake J Leo on Twitter, jdatasports.blogspot.com. And of course, this podcast, if you reach this point, please like, subscribe. Share this podcast with anybody who you seem fit. If you're on Apple Podcasts, please give us a review. Huge thanks to the 7-Minute Stories and Feed Hudson Valley for sponsoring today's episode. I have an article up on the Jets and what the Jets should do moving forward. uh, Very timely for, for this game. I put that up on Monday. I have my Hall of Fame ballot for baseball finishing up. So that should be out before the deadline of... Uh, December 31st, so there's that, I have a couple of other things in the works, I'm finally writing again for the public and not just for me, so go over to jdatasports.blogspot.com, subscribe over there so you can get an email whenever you, whenever I post an article, so um, in terms of this podcast, in terms of programming for the for the week of Christmas, we will have a episode probably recorded and probably posted on wednesday the 28th that'll be the final podcast before the new year i will give you more of an updated schedule around then on on the 28th so this is the last podcast we are doing before christmas so merry christmas to everyone celebrating happy hanukkah to those who have been celebrating throughout the week and uh yeah it's closing time again happy holidays to everyone celebrating And I will be talking to you next week. And from the sweet words of Semisonic, it's closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Peace.